everyone. This is new. My good friend Elise gave me this idea of chatting to you via video for the newsletters because it's just a lot easier than trying to write everything down and I can answer a lot more. So this week in my Instagram stories, I put up a ask me a question post and I got so many questions I was sort of planning on spending an hour answering them and if I would have answered them all I would have been there probably for about two days so I decided what I might do is each week I'll have an ask me a question post and I'll choose a couple of questions from that post to answer in the newsletter so this week's Q&A. Um, I'm just going to centre it mostly around family and changing your diet because I got a lot of questions in the um, Instagram post. A lot of questions about um, is your husband on board with the way you eat? What do you do with fussy eaters? How do you cope when your kids won't eat the things that you eat at home because they want to eat like their friends um, and it's these are questions that I get a lot so I thought I'll go and answer a few of these this week and next week we'll have another theme so please excuse me if my voice sounds a bit croaky um, <clears throat> I've just been recovering from a cold as probably some of you saw on Facebook and Instagram um, we all get them now and then but something that I learnt in the past week or so that was really helpful. Um, I was reading, sorry, I was reading Dr. Natasha's Gut and Physiology book, the new blue book, which some of you have probably seen. Um, and in there she had a section on um, bless the common cold. And I read that and I thought, oh, what does this mean? So I started reading the section and she was talking about how um, when we get a cold, it's our body's way of detoxing. So you get um, viruses and bacteria and things building up in your um, nasal passages and in your system. And when you have a cold, it just really clears you out. And fevers also help to um, kill bacteria and kill viruses. And so there's a reason for it. There's a reason we get colds and viruses. Um, and it's actually a normal thing. And obviously we can um, really work on having a healthy immune system so that we bounce back quickly. But um, she talked about appreciating when your body has a cold because it's having a good clean out and then you'll be healthier than ever afterwards. And um, she even talks about <clears throat> how when you have a stomach bug and you're vomiting, that that is also a powerful clean out and your, your microbiome is actually healthier afterwards, which I had no idea of. Anyway, fascinating reading. You can find more information about that in the Gut and Physiology book. Um, and I'll put a link to that below. Um, and she has the studies backing up all her um, information in the back of the book so you can find the studies and look them up online and it's just super, super interesting. So that helped me to get through my cold without feeling too depressed because often when you get sick, you're just like, what have I done wrong? <laughs> um, so that helped me to, you know, just remember that I need to keep working on keeping my immune system up, but at the same time, don't stress too much if you get a cold. So going on with the subject of helping your family um, to transition to a healthier diet, 
it can be something that is um, very difficult if you've got older children, if you have a partner who's not interested or even against what you're doing, um, it can be really difficult. And you can also find that you're surrounded by family and friends who make jokes about how you're eating or um, have a go at the food that you're cooking. But there's a lot that you can do to really stack the deck and get your family on board and get your friends to the stage where they go, actually, it might be healthy, but it's really delicious. And then they start asking you for recipes. So that's what happened with me. I, at first, I was just the weird one in the family um, and amongst my friends. And I really found that most people would joke and even judge a bit um, and say, you're, you're too harsh on the kids. You, you're not letting them have all the, you know, as much lollies and colorful cereal and all the things that they feel is normal. Um, and so I sort of got, I sort of was given a hard time. Um, that's actually where the name Quirky came from, by the way, because I had a few people tell me that my cooking was quite quirky. <laughs> that, that was the nicer comments. So I thought, I'll run with that. I don't mind being quirky. So um, I found that the, the thing that worked for me was to bring in changes gradually um, not try to change everything overnight, um, to do it more of a gentle, slow approach. And I find that when you um, do it this way, um, it doesn't have to be a going head to head with your kids and your family. You can just start working things into the diet and changing things gradually. And um, you end up a lot less stressed because you're not putting so much pressure on yourself to change everything and do everything perfect. Um, give yourself a bit of grace, like don't expect that you're going to be able to do everything perfectly as soon as you learn it. You know, we learn something, we say, okay, that's the science behind it. I know why I need to be eating this food or not eating that food. I know why I need to be doing these health changes but now I've got to figure out how to implement that in a doable way and in a sustainable way. And that's what's so important. If, if what you're doing is not sustainable, um, well, you're not going to stick with it and you're going to end up very stressed. And as we all know, stress is the enemy of good health and um, it's not worth getting stressed out about. You need to take, it, take a bit of a slower approach and um, just start swapping out the foods that you know are, are most damaging for healthier choices, but do it gradually. So that's that was how we did it. Um, I really started swapping out sugars, like refined sugars for healthier sweeteners um, in my baking and in my cooking. I started swapping out um, refined white flour. At first, I went from refined white wheat flour to um, wholemeal spelt flour, and then I went to um, gluten-free flour, and then I realized, well, that's just like sugar. It's pretty much just starch. Um, and I started going more grain-free and sourdough now and then. And then as we began working on the more healing foods, um, I went completely grain-free. And for a while there, we also had no nuts or seeds, no baking, just for a few weeks. 
um, while we really worked on healing and then we started bringing in little bits of healthy baking and even now we don't have gigantic amounts and we we've healed so much that we can have a bit of like organic sourdough and things like that but it's just finding the balance that works for you and and what makes you feel well but taking it little by little and with getting the family on board um, if you are going head to head this is how it's going to be done black and white you will have a lot more stress and I know sometimes you have to do that um, so although I said go gently go slowly don't go head to head if there's a really desperate situation sometimes you do have to make a bit of a hard decision um, as most of you know my son Isaac was really unwell and had severe OCD when he was 13 he he just really went downhill quickly um, and we'd been working up to this gradually doing the gradual approach but once he got so bad we had to go a bit hardcore for a little while um, and just like I said take out all the grains and the starches for a while and just work on getting those super healing foods in like meat stocks and eggs and good fats and fermented foods and just really focus on those foods for a while and then as he healed we were able to bring back in some of the grains so you know there'll be times when you do have to make it a little bit more hardcore but most people are okay with a gentler approach most people can just slowly add things in that are healing start having meat stocks in your in your meals and adding them to dishes start getting some fermented foods into the diet um, even if you just start with a few drops of sauerkraut juice on top of a meal and slowly increase that until they're used to that taste until the kids can have a bit of sauerkraut um, or milk kefir made into a smoothie, um, homemade yogurt, homemade sour cream, um, kombucha, all those kinds of beautiful fermented foods that will help with your um, microbiome being a robust and healthy and um, able to fight off the viruses. Um, so it's something that you can add in little by little and then slowly work, um, work on reducing the non-healing foods. If you have a partner who's not on board, um, I totally understand that because mine wasn't. So that's one of the questions I got in the Instagram stories. Um, so yeah, I, the, the thing, what I ended up doing was deciding I need to do this for myself and I need to do this for my children. He's an adult, he makes his own decisions. Um, and so then, you know, I didn't ever try to force him into doing what we did. I just went ahead and worked on it with the kids and they understood the need to change their diet because Isaac was so sick and so they came on board um, to help him and then of course we were all helped so that was good um, but the first few weeks I guess the first few weeks were the hardest and we had to um, sometimes I had to make two meals so that there was something for me and the kids and then I'd make some rice or something for my husband but most of the time he just ate what we ate and then supplemented it with bread or cereal or whatever he wanted. And I said to the kids, okay, this section of the pantry is dad's. 
don't touch it. It had its own little cupboard door and um, that's dad's section. And the kids knew that's his food, don't touch it. He would buy it, he would put it in there and um, they understood that. And my kids were around, you know, let's see, 10 to 16, around that age, those ages. Um, if they're really small, obviously you'd need to put things out of the way. And if they're older, sometimes they won't listen because they're making their own decisions by then. But I said to my kids, um, okay, this is how it's going to be. We're going to be eating this way for a while to help Isaac to heal. If you want any other food, I'm not going to buy it. You will have to buy it yourself and cook it yourself if you want other food. And none of them had any money because they didn't have jobs and they didn't have a license. So that was pretty easy. <laughs> As they got older, you know, it changed and they started to buy some things that I wasn't that keen on. But that's something that when you've got older kids, they it's just like adults. They have to make their own decisions. And until they get desperate enough to change, then you just give whatever input you can, nourish them as much as you can with the meals that you make whenever you are cooking. And... Um, just trust that they will come around to that understanding themselves. I'll put the link below to a podcast by Isaac with, that I did with Isaac uh, last year where he talks about how he went through that stage of healing and then he kind of went, okay, I don't care anymore and ate whatever whenever he was out, not at home, and um, started to go backwards and then started to understand that he had to take responsibility for the way he ate and the way he lived and so he took that responsibility and how his health has improved again and he's doing really well he's very um he's the probably the best one of my kids in that he's so in sorry i don't mean he's the best of my kids i mean he does the best with diet because he's he's learnt how bad he feels if he doesn't look after himself um so he's taken responsibility of that now but it's something that they have to learn for themselves as they get older. Um, so, yeah, I don't believe in nagging part your partner or your kid, your older kids into doing what you say. I believe in just packing every meal, every snack that you can with nourishment and with healing foods and giving them the information as the opportunities arise. Don't nag at them, but as they ask and as opportunities for conversations arise, you give them the information of why this food is good and how it will help you. For instance, if you have a teenager that's suffering from acne, you explain to them or show them a video or talk, give them something to read that explains how to have healthy skin from the inside out and what kind of foods you need to be eating and what is, is not a good idea to eat and what kind of, you know, lifestyle changes they can make so that it um, resonates with them. It needs, especially for teenagers, it needs to be something that they personally want to do and don't just try and force them into doing it because um, that won't work. So that's my tips on getting the family on board. And the one last thing that I will say is make sure the food is delicious. You can get so much um, goodness and nourishing ingredients into your meals and still have beautiful delicious meals and treats um, things that the kids will love and things that they will want to share with their friends um, because they're so delicious 
and they're healthy. So don't ever feel like um, just because it's healthy, it has to be bland and boring. It doesn't. And hopefully you don't think that if you're following quirky cooking because hopefully you think that my recipes are yummy. <laughs> um, but that's always been my trick. Make them as delicious as possible. Make them irresistible and put lots of love into it and have fun with it. And then you're going to have kids that end up in the long run learning to eat well, not having um, not having like uh, stress over food and feeling like they've got food disorders and things because they're, they've been stressed all the time about what they eat. You don't want them to end up like that. So keep it fun, keep it exciting, keep it happy and joyful, keep it simple. You don't have to always do fancy things. Um, as long as it's nourishing and tasty, that's the main thing. All right, I hope that's helped. If you scroll down, you'll see in the newsletter, um, you'll see lots of ideas for healthy, nourishing meals that young people love um, and some ideas for healthy swaps. There's some things to watch, read, listen to, and I hope they'll be really helpful for those of you who just feel like you need a bit of encouragement with getting the family on board. Have a great week. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.